Hey everybody, welcome to episode 37 of Soccer Situations. This week, anything Liverpool can do, Arsenal can do better. We've got some light fascism at Manchester United. And Leon goes neon as Bailey dominates Man City. Let's go. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah, we're doing it live. There's no going back now. Yeah, I gave the O'Reilly commitment. Yeah, the old <laughs> O'Reilly commitments to excellence. Yeah, yeah. That's how we do. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Soccer Situations. I am Todd. And I'm Alex. You should know us by now. Yeah, episode 37. You probably know us in real life if you listen at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> Wait, do we still have our uh, our friends overseas? I haven't, still listening? I haven't checked, checked on our with them Belgian lately? listener. We had a Belgian listener, right, yeah. for quite a while. It's probably an awesome person. I hope they didn't give up on us during the hiatus. Yeah. 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 Stick with us. Right? Even if we talk more about TV shows and video games in the beginning of the podcast now. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because, you know, this, L- this podcast is kind of a patchwork of a lot of my favorite different yeah, favorite podcasts. genres of things and podcasts. Yeah, and, and a huge influence is my favorite murder, obviously. And just this week, or they last week maybe, they had their 500th episode, I think. Oh, wow. And <laughs> Karen is being sassy about people complaining about how they ramble about nothing for the first 20 <laughs> minutes. She's like, they still complain. We still ignore it. Something like that. She, it's They keep coming back anyway. Karen Kogaris a legend, dude. And yeah, they just ramble. Honestly, I prefer the nonsensical rambling of my favorite murder to the actual murder stories sometimes. Yeah. It's I great. mean, most of the podcasts I listen to are nonsensical rambling. So yeah, <laughs> I get it. It's definitely right up my alley. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, this week I was just saying I didn't really have anything to ramble about. It's been thin in the land of media. But yeah. I forgot um, Slow Horses is going on on Apple TV, which oh, is go. such a good show. Have you ever watched that at all? I have not. I, you know what? There's a million Apple TV shows that I've, I have not watched. Yeah, Apple TV, I don't know if I want to say it has a, a deep library. Maybe not a million, but I know there's yeah. like a handful of really big ones. They've got some core stuff that's yet. worth watching. Uh, Slow Horses is awesome. It's based on some British um, spy novels. Okay. Uh, essentially, alcoholic, disgusting Gary Oldman runs Oldman. a sort of um, uh, foster home of MI5 that is like for outcast agents that have fucked up somehow. Oh, interesting. Now, yeah. Okay. And, and of course, they all secretly have their own talents. And uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's just like a spy thriller kind of episode to episode. And like, you know, their season and it's season long shenanigans. But anyway, yeah. it's just like really entertaining television it it's sounds awesome. like a good premise for just like entertainment yeah it like is a pure entertainment show it is um it doesn't fuck around it's funny but like people get people die it's violent uh there's good drama all the acting is top notch of course it's one of those shows that's just stacked with like british stage actors yeah who you are know? unbelievable <laughs> that nobody really knows who they are quite yeah. yet uh americans don't anyway i'm sure british no people we don't do. yeah. But yeah it's it's awesome um a show that's kind of better than it has any right to be on paper you know yeah yeah, yeah. big dude, fan of good, that good casting if you're on board for gary oldman a thousand percent dude oh yeah he's definitely. he's just this nasty ass slob he looks so disgusting in it oh really real. he's super flabby his hair is super long and greasy he's always like belching and burping and farting and shit um but he's awesome i love that he can like just do that like yeah. he just goes that way he can be like pull it clean it up classy mm-hmm. or he can go filthy yeah but aside from that show and uh uh, Star Citizen, which we've talked about a lot on the pod recently. I haven't been doing much of anything. How about you? Uh, not much of anything, you know. Staying busy with work, staying busy on the podcasts, you know, watching watching Bad Friends endlessly <laughs> on loop. Because my, my, as we discussed earlier, my YouTube algorithm just feeds me Bad Friends anytime I stop. If I just let YouTube play now, it just goes, you know what? Here's another episode of Bad Friends for you. No matter what I'm watching. I could be watching something completely random, and it'll still patch me right back to Bad Friends if I stop. Yeah. So we mentioned earlier that this is a hodgepodge of podcasts we love, and Alex really kind of introduced me to the world of these comedic podcasts, which 
I was imme- immediately kind of amused by how low effort a lot of them are. Yeah. You know? They, they are. Really are. I think uh, Matt and Shane, Shane Gillis' podcast being the key example. These dudes. They're the ultimate low effort podcast. Those guys barely do anything. Yeah. The lighting is horrible. They're lounging on their couch just talking shit. Yeah. Half the time they're checking their watches at like 30 minutes. They complain going, time they to, haven't gone yet? long enough yet. <laughs> they don't really talk about anything of interest, really. No. And no. it's just amazing. It's somehow still very entertaining. I mean, Gillis it's is the just power extremely of Shane entertaining yeah, yeah. Yeah. as just a person. And his lunatic friend. But um, no disrespect, but uh, no, Matt's awesome. But he drops chaos, and that's part of the fun. Is it's just Shane reacting to Matt's chaos, basically. Right. What's <laughs> even funnier is I forgot where I was going with this as that as an influence on this podcast. Oh, I had something funny. to say originally, but it's gone now. <laughs> it's fine. That happens sometimes. We just ramble. Yeah, for sure. You know, we were talking about. You were just talking about comedy podcasts. How I got you into comedy, the comedy podcast. Yeah, world. I had that had a point to it, and it though. Was, yeah, well, well, it's fine, dude. We'll just say they all kind of influence us a bit. Yeah. Oh, I think I want. I just wanted to ask, like, in that realm of non-soccer situation podcasts, <laughs> is Bad Friends your go-to? Is that your favorite? Is YouTube right? Is the algorithm right, or is it just leading you? No, I think it is. I think okay. Bad Bad Friends is my favorite. Yeah. Uh, Matt and Shane's, I I got obsessed with when I discovered it and mm-hmm. listened to a ton of it. Yeah. But Bad Friends is still my favorite dynamic. Yeah. Bobby, uh, Bobby and Andrew's dynamic yeah. is fantastic. For if, sure. If Rudy's on it, it's yeah. next level episode. I'll, yeah. I'll die every time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I think Bad Friends is top notch for me. Yeah, I kind of agree. It's the same thing, like I said about Matt and Shane, where it's just two comics, no real agenda or premise yeah. whatsoever. But I wouldn't call theirs low effort. No, it's definitely no, not at all. like a nice, decorated, polished studio. It has a yeah. lot to look at. And they bring a ton of energy. A ton and, of energy. And Santino's just sharp as a tack all the time. He doesn't miss. Yeah. It's like he doesn't miss. I think I think we were talking earlier about him, and I, I said something about his writing ability but like as a comic, but he's also just like the fastest mind as a comic. Yeah. He hits one-liners that catch. I feel like some people in the room most of the time don't even catch. When he like hits it, oh he, oh no no no, he runs jokes past his his. The people with him a lot of times the time. are just like him and Glassman both do that, that all go? the time. Him and Rick Glassman are the two that do that. They just like they're so bullet, quick. bullet zingers right by people's heads. You know, I haven't yeah. seen a lot of those two together, but I imagine those two together would be a very fun time. It would be like, um, <laughs> damn it, who's the playwright that wrote Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead? It's just some of the oh, zippiest dialogue of all time. Todd, don't throw playwrights at me. <laughs> You're gonna embarrass me on this podcast. Well, listen, I'm high and I can't think of his name either. And I, sh- it's it's a playwright I should know. Yeah. Anyway, they make movies out of his place. <laughs> That's the the he's past the pop culture gold standard. Um, but um, anyway, yeah, no, those two together would be wild. It'd yeah, be super absolutely wild. wild. It's very quick, fast energy. Yeah, both of them, I think, I wouldn't say are capable of producing low effort content. No, those dudes are dialed are in all the time. Yeah, yeah, not at all. Right. Yeah, I mean, Glassman's podcast is the pinnacle of of workmanship. <laughs> yeah, you know? like it's I true. put so much effort in his podcast. I know he's making me want to learn how to animate on Adobe so bad. He doesn't actually do a lot of the animation though. So I know James. You hear that, James? Remember that James? James is always yelling at me that podcast isn't coming out fast enough. I'm like, I do it all, James. Yeah, sorry, I don't have James, a team so. doing the editing and the audio and yada yada. Yeah. 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 No, I'm not putting that on you, Alex. One, I'm sorry. One day we'll yeah. have a team. Alex owns a small business, together. so yeah. Um, it's funny because I stress that I have to do it all, but I also, at the same time, of course, want total control. Yeah, for sure. I get that. <laughs> I totally get that. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I guess I have a little Scorsese in me. Yeah, that's fine. And I trust you. I trust you to make it make it work and I, make it look good. I am, no, I'm not even just saying this to be nice, <laughs> though, but no, I absolutely think if you could sit in the edit with me, it would help you a could, lot. You could contribute funny ideas oh, and yeah, make yeah, it yeah, funnier. Yeah. I do think that. For sure. I don't think it, it fits in our workflow right now just because... Yeah, it, you know, we well, don't really have a facility for it. We don't really, you know, you're usually doing it while I'm gone working. Exactly, so. I'm doing it at five in the morning. <laughs> yeah, and then, either I'm or, sleeping yeah. or gone working. Yeah, one or two. it sucks, but no, I do <laughs> think it would be awesome to have you. Like, if we could sit in a studio with open monitors and both work on the edit, I think it'd be great. It's true. Yeah, I mean, we come up with great ideas all the time that we forget about on the couch over there. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We bang out awesome ideas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Eventually, you know, yeah, we'll get there. We'll yeah. get there. <laughs> 
anyway. it's, pro- it's progress. I'll say, as much as we talk about Bad Friends being polished, if you look back at early episodes, uh, it was a bare studio, not much like going on, yeah. very minimal, very just like them showing up and talking. For sure. Uh, and it's it's gotten more and more elaborate as it, time has gone. Most so. of the podcasts I love, I've seen an evolution yeah. in. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm I trying don't to think it's hard to come out with a podcast that's going to be like a banger off the gate. Right. Like they it just are out the gate. It just doesn't it doesn't really work like that. Right. Even the ones that I didn't see the origin of and the ones that I love like from really big networks like The Ringer, their movie and TV podcasts. Those guys will allude to earlier versions of those podcasts that they kind of laugh about. You yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah. That didn't quite thrive. They, like you, they look back on now and because they're so professional and polished now, they're like man, look it looks so silly. Right. Even though, you know, it was probably fine. Right. It's still entertaining. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Do you, when was the last time you listened to a really early football ramble? It sounds so bad. I can't believe we used to listen to it week in, week really? out. The, the sound quality is not great. <laughs> That's so funny. funny. Yeah. I haven't listened to it in a long time. It's funny because I've always thought about going back to them because I've, I've, in my mind, that's the glory days of the ramble. Oh, my God, dude. The football ramble changed our lives, dude. It really did. It did. If, we, if this theme is, you know, a podcast that influenced this one, there's th- no this bigger podcast one than the football ramble. wouldn't exist without the ramble. Heads, no. Like, just straight up. Yeah. No. I mean, we were, we just mentioned Marcus while we were playing around in the intro right there. We just talked about Marcus's energy <laughs> oh, yeah, at the beginning. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, that's true. You know, shout out Marcus Speller. Yeah. The fantastic, bringing the energy with the intros every time. He's the best, man. Real deal. He's a true pro. We got to meet him in real life pro. in Chicago, and he was the same in real life, dude. He was such a solid dude, wasn't he? All those guys are just solid dudes. Yeah. And they, yeah, in, in person, they were the same dudes they are on the pod. Like, yeah. Nothing, nothing different. Yeah. Legends, all of them. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, leaving it to the football ramble, I guess that's a, a good uh, transition. Yeah, that's to, a good end point for that. Transition to football, right? Yeah. Let's take a little break and then we'll do that. Be right back. This episode of Soccer Situations is brought to you by Littlefoot Coffee. I mean, what can I say about Littlefoot Coffee? Um, they're not just friends of the pod, they're family of the pod, quite literally. Um, Alex started Littlefoot years ago after more than a decade of roasting experience, um, roasting coffee for some of the hottest, most fashionable, and uh, most importantly, tasty specialty coffee roasters in America. My favorite thing about it is that it's just really high-grade coffee without a drop of pretense. You're not going to find a bunch of weird, savory notes that the roaster is passing off as intentional. It's just really sweet, comforting flavors that everybody wants in their coffee. And now, for a limited time only, you can get 15% off at littlefootcoffee.com. Promo code situations once again you can get 15 percent off at littlefootcoffee.com using the promo code situations <laughs> that was like the way he looks at the like looks over at oh, him, like, like, the way his stupid that? like drugged yeah. out He's face like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad dude oh michael sarah is so awesome. fucked up all right we're back and we've got a little bit of football to talk about once again. Just a little bit. You wouldn't think that we've podcasted only a few days ago, right? I know, right? Because it doesn't really feel like it because there's so much that happened. Holy shit. The games. Feels like ancient history. Let's talk about Luton Town 3, Arsenal 4. Another moment of jump out of your seat ending. Right? It was just... Yeah, I love it. I love what's happening in football right now. I think the Arsenal squad listened to the podcast this week, and they heard... Yeah, like you're boosted for the rest of the day on energy. For me, I'm like, yeah, that's a good game. That's a good result. Yeah. Three points, three points. Yeah, I know what <laughs> you mean. Like, it didn't have that, like, next level. They went out and mimicked, like, the exact result for you, dude. They yeah. get, how's that? How was that energy boost, Alex? It felt great, honestly. It felt really great. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to, like describe that like low to high energy moment you know? <laughs> yeah oh yeah where you're like it's like the 95th 96th minute and you're just watching it tick over it's a draw and you're just like are you kidding me <laughs> like this is just such a bummer yeah and then like out of no like a magic a moment like that happens out of nowhere and it's like it, it's insane it's so fun yeah it's amazing um insane dramatic swing bipolar stuff and what like what a weird game like topsy-turvy weird game 
for sure, all over the place, just like that Liverpool Fulham game was. It was chaos. Wild swings back and forth. Um, a couple riot, riot disasters. A couple howlers. Exactly. Even that was reminiscent, right? Yeah, it was. Riot, yeah, exactly. we talked about riot Kelleher's, to Kelleher. Um, yeah. Both had two goals that we thought should have been, definitely should have been stopped, probably in both, all four cases. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. Declan Rice with a, a late winner. He's done it again. He hasn't scored a ton of goals for us, but he he's getting Big hugely ones. important goals. Big ones. Um, so, yeah, you got to love it. Yeah. Um, you know, in the notes I have, right, a disaster class, that was obviously just a little bit poking at you, and that's a little <laughs> yeah, bit yeah. of an exaggeration. Yeah. But do I was you having fun to... having meltdowns over uh, his performance in that. Yeah, I know you're also, yeah, just generally, I think I put it there just because I know you're generally a little annoyed by the situation. Do you think it's worth talking I about? I can talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it a little bit. Um, yeah, I am annoyed by the situation. I think, you know, I love Mikel. He's done very little wrong. Uh, he's clearly made a huge mess of this situation. <laughs> he's now has two keepers that seemingly have no confidence and it's a, it's going to be difficult. I've heard people saying like, you can't now he put himself in a situation where he can't drop Raya even after this mess. Do you think that's true? <sighs> I kind of agree with them, but also I hope he has the balls to, to make a change or to do something because I do, I don't know. It's really frustrates me. I guess, I was very excited about the potential of Ram- Raya when we signed Ramsdale, mm-hmm. um, but I just, I just don't. I guess I'm, a, I'm a person who's always for like the underdog a bit, and it's like I can't help but like be like Ramsdale deserves his chance. Yeah, if you're gonna, if you're gonna say that it's a competition, when a man makes a mistake like that, costing us two goals, almost costing us points, just give the other guy a shot. Right. If he does it too, you know, then just like. Teach these guys, if you're going to say it's that way, then make it that way. Then, yeah, stick to it. Make it it based on performances. And if he's not performing, he doesn't deserve to start. And if he's not doing that, then it's like, I understand Ramsdale wanting to leave or, you know, causing a stink or whatever because he's not honest to his word. What he's saying in the press is not what he's doing behind the scenes with the two players. So, Do you think he's communicating differently to Ramsdale behind the scenes? I don't know. It's hard to tell. That's always hard to tell. It's very There's hard no to way tell. Of knowing that. Yeah. Don't you don't you wish we had that Amazon series right now? <laughs> yes, actually. I wish I had that all the time for my team, honestly. Yeah, the Arsenal one was good. Yeah. It was good. Arsenal's got a good drama behind the scenes. I ha- yeah, that's a tough one because I want it. Klopp said he quits if they ever ask him to do it. And I totally respect that, too, of course. I see both sides of it. Honestly, I was a little embarrassed when we first got picked for it. Yeah. Because Tottenham was the first one, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so I was also definitely embarrassed for that. (laughs) Uh, Second to Tottenham so often lately. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But no, I was a little embarrassed about it. But I ended up loving it in the end. Sure. And would be happy to see another season of it. Right. I don't think it's good for the team. So maybe not, but it is so entertaining and interesting. Yeah, um, it is. That, you can't debate that. It's so buttoned up in football. Yeah. Like everybody just gives the same answers. You're yeah. not going to get anything out of Mikel. Yeah. He just comes out and says, I'm so happy. You know, I think it can be okay if the timing's right. And I think yeah. the timing was kind of right for Arsenal. It was the beginning of his project. Everything was exciting and new. Um, maybe there was a little less at stake because there wasn't quite pressure to win the title. You know yeah. what I mean? That's true. Whereas that is true. now you maybe you want the locker room to be a little more of a, a sacred more place. Up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. A little more of a serious place. Yeah, it's true. But um, Keep everything internal. At the time, if you're trying to rebrand, rebuild a new project, new young team, yada yada yada, maybe, um, maybe it's worth it. For, right. Maybe it's worth it for the visibility to, um, you know, for the commercial side of the game, whether or not you want to admit it. It's true. It's like this is a necessary evil. Now's the right time to slide it in. Yeah. Now and then we're gonna ride this fucking money wave off of it all the way to the title, baby. And We'll kick him out then. Yeah, and it endears right? the the fan base to Mikel even more, and to the players even more. Oh, definitely. So for like a fan base that was pretty toxic for a while there, yeah, they probably did do a lot to. You to totally win a lot completely of people forget over. that fans didn't like him at the beginning, right? Yeah, yeah. People were not happy with anything Arsenal was doing. That's at the time. gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that was a massive. Uh, when you know it looked like it could be a shaky fixture for them, you know, we yeah. talked about Liverpool dropping points there. 
these small teams really have like, something to prove. Probably five or ten minutes before the end, I was like, looks like we're both dropping points at Luton, huh? Yeah. And, the, I mean, we luckily, we got a little lucky squeaking one out. but Yeah, they scored, and I said, guess they got to change that headline. <laughs> it's true. He was deleting <laughs> his notes. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry, Arsenal. No, that's fine. They probably helped, you know. Yeah. Let's move on to Sheffield nil or, or Liverpool 2. I don't have a lot to say about this one. Um, Trent took a corner with his ass hanging out. His shorts were down. His, his shirt was up. His, I saw this his, in the notes, and I was like, I didn't see that. Yeah, that's no, his butt was, like, fully out. It was pretty wild. Was it a good butt? Um, Is he a good fit butt? You know. Is he a weird, fat, flat man ass? I think it was good. Yeah. I, it, You know, it was still was obstructed. It, good it wasn't. Was Yeah. I don't. I think she probably wants a little more than okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Trent. Yeah. Not yet. I have to go back and read the new rules to figure out if yeah. what it says about butts. Trent's got to get in that Instagram girl workout plan. Same, me too. Just to start boosting that booty up. Yeah. Anyway, I had in here the Mac 10 injury is a real bummer, man. He went off, uh, went down holding his knee in the first. Looked super scary. Yeah. It turns out it was just a cut. He got stitched up. It's going to be okay. So that's yeah. checked off. And the shirt is what I wanted to talk about. We haven't seen that purple shirt much this year. I think this is only the second time. Yeah. I feel like I hate it, but I also feel like I would look awesome in it. Like, it'd be a cool streetwear <laughs> shirt. You know what I, I mean? Was, it's funny, because I was actually thinking I like it. Oh, I really? I think I just like the color. I like the purple. It's like I a washed-out like lavender, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the texture's really cool, too. It's true. It looks like a city bus seat pattern, kind of. Just the texture of it. Not like the wild colors, but like yeah, that like weird, way, like, kind like, of, like, felty pattern. Yeah, Do you know what yeah. I mean? I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah, I don't know what to think about it. Anyway. I like it. It's a wacky one. And then the only notable moment, I think, in the game was Silva Sly's goal right at the death. Really funny. Yeah. In the lead up, uh, Darwin was dribbling in. He dribbled right into a defender, lost the ball. <laughs> Threw a little tantrum and slid in right through a defender, reclaimed the ball. Could have been a foul. Wasn't called a foul. Uh, <laughs> we're not here to debate Strangers that. Strangers tackle, but it was a good one. <laughs> anyway, um, Sheffield was so, uh, like, bummed on that tackle <laughs> they basically stopped playing and darwin just curled the ball to the far side of the field where silver sly was like in 30 yards of space to slot home yeah amazing and uh it was funny it was a funny goal and chef that's the kind of behavior that gets you uh, where you're at sheffield below yeah. everton that's honestly the kind of behavior that's gotten them yeah new manager the first manager second in the season right okay that game was not that interesting this was one of the games of the season one of the games of the season, for real. This game... I know, I'm really mad I missed this one. Literally had me on the edge of my seat doing this, looking at the TV. Like, for yeah. real. We're talking, to, of it course... It takes a lot these days yeah. to do that, because yeah. we watch a lot of football, so a lot of times, you know, we'll find ourselves with games we don't really care about as much, like kind of passively watching. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But this one... No, yeah. dude, I was back in it. Aston Villa won, Manchester City nil. Not just because the result favors both of us yeah of course not just because we've been championing unai emery since the dawn of the no, podcast unai. we love unai um but because villa were fantastic in this game they were so good so good that i'm actually a little more worried about Unai, a little less positive about unai being in the league now. yeah i mean i'm terrified <laughs> you know right now we want him to sit a hurt, hit a certain glass ceiling and just stop right there yeah but europa league champion that's his thing that's his you thing stay right in that europa league spot. there you go didn't look like he he's happy with that anymore. Uh, uh, he wants Champions League, looks like. For the first time in 14 games, he beat Pep Guardiola. Cool yeah. stat. Good stat, yeah. A lot of good stats happy in this him. game. Uh, a couple of my favorites I wrote. As you know, this is not a stats-based podcast, but two shots from Manchester City. I saw this. That's the fewest a Guardiola side has ever produced. Wild. They Insane. They faced 22 shots from Aston Villa. That's the most a Guardiola side has ever faced. This I mean, game was sheer dominance, dude. That's unbelievable stats. It's, it is incredible, dude. You know, um, I have a lot of pride over the last five to seven years of Liverpool going toe-to-toe -to -toe with City. Yeah. The way we really fucked them up a couple of times going head-to-head -head when they had so, you know, infinitely more resources. When they, they had, on paper, the greatest team in football history, basically. Yeah. Yeah, we, we slapped them around a few times, and I'm really stoked on that. But I have to say I've never seen Liverpool dominate them, in sit that way. them back in their final third the way that Aston Villa did yesterday. I don't think I've seen any team sit them back in their final third the way <laughs> like that, like a computer dominance like that for that extended period of time. It was crazy, dude. Leon Bailey was on one, dude. He was having – he. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we mentioned Raheem Sterling dribbling on counterattacks and smiling. That yeah. was like Bailey yesterday, dude. He was, he was dribbling it. at them just like 
gleefully. Yeah. Like, I dare you to put in a tackle. I'm going to dance right by it. I love it. Yeah, it was crazy, man. Um, yeah, you know, I love I love to see, like, I love this for Unai so much because his te- he deserves it. He's been through so much ups, like ups and downs, and dis- people disrespecting him. Yeah, it's uh, true. He deserves this. Leon Bailey has shown glimpses of brilliance. I've yeah. seen him do unbelievable things for Villa. Um, I hope this is like for him is is just the beginning of him having a good season. It'll be interesting to see if he hits another level after this. I don't even know. I feel like he's old. He's, he like, I don't think he's – let me do a quick Google. He's. I don't think he's young by any means, but it could be wrong. I, I keep thinking I can never guess eight. He's like 26, oh, so okay. he's, got, he's in the prime. Okay, yeah. So maybe this is his time. Not a, an, an age where players commonly hit another level, but yeah. – you know, players you have know, Drogba did. That Olivia was about Giroux. Giroux did. Drogba did. Some greats actually have have, have blossomed. Late a certain Jamie Vardy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> y- you forget that not long ago when we started watching this, this was when players mm-hmm. hit their stride and started breaking into teams. Yeah, back the in the day, twenty two, twenty three year olds being in the team was uncommon. Yeah, player like coaches didn't, managers didn't trust like early twenties players right. in the squad. It's true. Um, you'd see that maybe in like a you know, championship or team coming up because mm-hmm. they just don't have the resources to buy players. But yeah, that used to be like the prime era. You'd see players starting to get into teams. Yeah, it's true. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see if it was just him hype as hell to face city or if he, uh, is going to take a step. I hope he does. Me too. Well, at least this season keeps it up. I want to say, Yeah. For sure. I mean, I want to see what this Villa can do, you know, me too. It's funny because we've been linked with uh, Douglas Louise, and I'm like, I saw quotes from him saying he's staying at Villa before this match, mm. or he wants to stay at Villa. And I was like, first I was like, yeah, duh, why would you not want to play in this Villa team? Yeah, for sure. But also, and now I'm like, I hope we don't bid for him. <laughs> or anyway, I want this team to stay together. Yeah, yeah. Give you, him at least a shot of this season before. You know, it's it's easy for us to kind of, it's easier, I think, for us to get behind new teams that come up. Um, that weren't around when we started watching, like Brighton is the easy example. Of course. We see them as a new team, even though they're established now. Yeah. And so, and we kind of can more like openly love them or whatever. Right. But this Aston Villa team, it's really easy to see why you would get on this train, dude. Absolutely. Like this, the atmosphere in Villa Park is pretty much unrivaled, dude. It is loud as fuck in really? the stadium, dude. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, and yeah, we got the payoff in that game. I, I was listening to like, you know, again, on the edge of my seat watching that game and listening to the fucking crowd being like, God, I just wish they would get a win. I want to hear this place explode. When yeah, they you want to hear the dude. peak it can get to because yeah. it's already loud yeah. as hell. You know how it gets. Yeah. yeah. When, when a, uh, you know, long awaited or, you know, unexpected winner comes, dude. Just yeah. Like the Arsenal game. Yeah. We just talked know? about the yeah. emotional explosion is insane. I mean, that's what. I mean, that's what I think all the football fans would say. That's why you love it. That's why you watch the sport. Right. Because it's like those moments are insane. Yeah. But uh, anyway, congrats, Villa. That is great. Let's dunk on Guardiola a little bit more before we move on. (laughs) Uh, Before the game, uh, he was coming under fire from some pundits. Uh, I think Carragher and Neville said that it doesn't look like they they have what it takes to win the league this year. And he responded saying, Carragher has never won a league. (laughs) Did you see this? That's so salty and petty. Yeah, and Carragher responded on Twitter saying, uh, I might have if I was owned by a nation state. Did he really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he said that back to him. <laughs> Great, you, right? Car- Carragher, you are a true legend. Yeah, but that all uh, prefaces what I have in the notes here. Before uh, this game in the pregame, Pep said, we are going to win the league this year. And then the post-match, we're struggling. <laughs> we're struggling. <laughs> it changed dramatically. I'm, I, guys, I lied. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we're laughing right now, and this, this, there's still a lot of season left to be played. You gotta sing when you're winning, but Alex. yeah, you know what? I'll take it. Yeah, of course. Um, also, just seeing that they're like, they're, it's like seeing that they're human. You know, yeah, they they can be gotten at. Yeah, dude, predator. If it bleeds, <laughs> we can kill it. Right. <laughs> um, I messed up the predator quote. It's all right. It's fine. It's all right. Let's move on to. Today's games. Game we just finished watching. Everton 3, Newcastle nil. Did not expect this one. Did not. Did not expect this one. 
Newcastle, I guess you don't really know what to expect. They're still going through quite an injury crisis. It's true. But but that team they had out was solid team. Plenty good enough to win that game. And it's Everton. This Everton team, Everton team is gathering some momentum, and they yeah. have some team spirit, and Dyche knows how to set up a team. Dyche's but at the going. end of the day, look at that 11 and tell me that Newcastle shouldn't have polished them off. Yeah, pretty easily. You know? They should have handily taken. If they think that if Newcastle puts themselves up there with the top four teams uh, and they want to be in that, that talk, like, yeah. you should have. this should have been an easy game for you. Yeah, but it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't even close to easy. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, uh, even when they had like they had moments, uh, we were laughing kind of at the fact that Isak looks like a whole nother level player than the forwards around him right now. He really did today, at least, look like Messi like dropping into like a park match. Yeah, it looked like he was doing everything he could, and he'd just lay the ball off, and then the ball would just get skewed out like way yeah. over the top. It looked like me like, playing solo as a striker in FIFA, dude. When I'm just doing like, all, the I'm work. pulling all the strings. But we're up against PSG, so the game is hacked against us, and the rest of my team is playing like goddamn inbred Islanders. <laughs> yeah, you just the ball just getting yeah. every time you play a beautiful ball, it just gets passed to them. I do so much, <laughs> so much for those those guys, Alex. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I, don't, I still haven't gotten my move to Liverpool. It's unbelievable, dude. Unbelievable. Jurgen, is Jurgen still there? Even did they move him on? If Jurgen's gone by the time I get to Liverpool, I'm gonna be heartbroken, dude. I don't know if managers do move on in that game. I hope not. Other than like you, as a if you have a career manager, but what if I get there and it's Dice? <laughs> You guys turned into Everton while you were waiting to get there. They're just, they're, just go up top. We'll lump it up to you. I'm like, God damn it. This isn't what I trained You're for. You're a hard-working striker the rest of your career now. <laughs> right? But anyway, we should talk positively about Everton a little bit. For sure. I mean, we, we did say, and they pointed out the stat that if they didn't have this points deduction, they would have gone to 10th today. Yeah. yeah. And we, we, I mean, you said it. It's like, this is. A mid-table team. That's not surprising. Yeah, they're playing like a mid-table team. Yeah. I don't think they're going to get relegated. Doesn't seem like it. I, They've got enough fight in them. Yeah. Dice is going to keep grinding those points out. For sure. And if they can get – all they really need is a handful of results like this mm-hmm. and then to grind out draws. That's so true. And they'll stay right up. Yep. Uh, with ease, really. Yeah, it's true. Um, Today, man – you know, Newcastle were starting to build some sustained pressure when Everton got that counterattack for the first goal. It's true. And after that, Newcastle were just done. Well, they, they collapsed, man. Yeah, Trippier, two two terrible mistakes for Trippier to give up both those goals. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they seemed they came pretty quick back to back too. Uh, but yeah, you're right. As soon as that as like first mistake went, yeah, it's like they were like trying so hard and like they probably thought they deserved a goal mm-hmm. at that point. And then when that goal goes in against you, yeah, they were just like they looked like they gave up. They, they did. were like it's done. They did. They looked sloppy at least. It almost looked like they were like, they, well, I don't really care to play for a draw, so <laughs> we're probably not gonna win. It kind of did. Stop. It kind of did look like that. <laughs> yeah. Um. A silver lining of Everton uh, kind of becoming good and and uh, scraping themselves out of this administration mess is I feel like it's safer to talk shit about them again. You yeah, know? we don't have to be too nice I don't about have it to, anymore. yeah, be like, oh, are you okay? <laughs> uh, you know? Yeah. I, and that leads me to is I think this should be a bit we do in the podcast is what is the worst thing in the league at any given moment? What is mm-hmm. the worst thing in the Premier League? And for me right now, it is fucking Pickford's cartoonish time wasting where yeah. he just does like I don't know like schlocky I, fucking like falls and injuries and then he laughs at the camera head. like it's all a joke and he waited like two seconds and then fell over with it and then laughed and it's like ref are you watching this? there's been a, there's like a huge history of him doing this now of him like laughing at the camera as he's time wasting yeah and it's a joke he plays for england he's like a little english boy so he gets away with it yeah he's like england's number one so they just they just he can do whatever he wants he can do no wrong he's, it seems and of course he's just being a fucking troll and if you heard this you'd probably enjoy it so we're just feeding him it's true he, he but would love it. it that is i if i just can't imagine that being my team and being like i'm into this i know like how can you be like I mean, yeah, I hate when my players, like Jesus now, every once in a while, will go back, revert back to his, like, sure. diving and sad face. And yeah. it's like, I hate that. Yeah. Like, don't, please don't do that to me. It's so embarrassing for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's true. I don't know how Everton fans have put up with him for so long. Yeah. 
and his and play, they probably love him honestly they do they do love they, him. he's a legend there it's so weird man there it's like uh stockholm syndrome or something i don't get it yeah it's a weird one cannot stand him you know i agree i agree and he's also an extremely overrated keeper such an overrated keeper it's baffling to me that england still has him as a number one for some reason yeah, it's weird. There's better options. There's plenty of better options. Circling back to that show, Slow Horses, I really like. Yeah. There's this guy in it that's like a, a shithead. He thinks he's great, and he thinks he's too good for the Slow Horses. <laughs> and he looks a lot like Jordan Pickford. And he died in this week's episode. <laughs> yeah, did you imagine a Pickford? Like, I I, I kind of did, I think. <laughs> I don't think I put it together when I was but watching it. Deep down, you were like, I, felt a warmth. Something relaxed in my <laughs> chest. When I, yeah, I was like, oh. It's like when he's gone from it, you're just like, all of a sudden, you're like, why is it so relieving all of a sudden? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> yep. Amazing. No, that might be too harsh. No, we don't want Pickford to die. That's mean. Uh, but he is an <laughs> asshole. He sucks, dude. I hate him. Yeah. Everton I sucks. I can't wait I hate for him them. to retire. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> Can't wait to unless he goes into punditry, and then I just have to see him again all the time. Oh God! Then I'll be furious. Why do you have to say that? I feel like he's too annoying. No, he can't be too annoying because Micah Richards exists. I don't. Re- <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Micah's is a nice enough guy, but he is kind of obnoxious with his energy levels. I could see Pickford being more like going down like a right wing media path when uh, he gets out of football. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Doesn't he look it's like a like, like a one American news kind of like guy? Slick back, little hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's gonna like do some Alex Jones conspiracy theory <laughs> kind of stuff. I think that's Pickford's retirement plan. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. That would be a joy to watch. Him spiral down that path. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh geez. Right. What yeah. do you think? Should we should we do a little preview? Talk about the games of the weekend? Yeah. Do you have the fixtures in front of you? I do. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about what's ahead. Let's kick it off with Crystal Palace and Liverpool. Oh, we have the early kickoff again. Early kickoff, seven thirty. Did you see Klopp get really salty about that? No, did you say something again? I actually felt bad. I think it was on Sky. I felt he was a little overly salty about it. He was a little the guy, um Klopp was standing pitch side to preview the weekend with uh one of the broadcast teams. Yeah, yeah. And one of the guy goes, Weekend kicks off with uh your favorite fixture, Jurgen. It's the air and Klopp's like a, yeah, it's a fucking joke to you. He doesn't say fucking, but he's like, Yeah, it's a joke to you, isn't it? He's like, You don't understand. He's like, This is all a joke to you, isn't it? He's he gets he gets genuinely upset gets, about it. He gets really overly mad about it. And I'm like, dude, I, you're going to, I don't know if it's a language barrier or if Klopp was just in a bad mood that day. Yeah, maybe. But I feel like the guy day. was trying to commiserate with him a little bit and he misread it as him poking him fun laughing at, at him. As him thinking that, I think Jurgen thinks people don't take him seriously when he complains about the schedule stuff. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. And I think that he took it that way. Yeah. yeah. And I get that it's built up. It's there's a lot of built up tension yeah. in there over that. Oh, so yeah. yeah. It's a yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that that sucks that he took it a little too far, took yeah. it a little too serious. Yeah, he can be a testy guy. I yeah. we're aware of that. He's yeah. got a little bit of a temper on him. Just a bit. Yeah. But uh yeah, Palace. It's at Palace, right? It is uh yes, Selhurst Park. Um I hope to expect the same thing we saw at Luton, just kind of a routine two-niller. Don't really know what to say. We got a little teaser trailer for Allison Becker returning to the team. He just Instagrammed his gloves today, which I think indicates he's back in training. He's back in. Yeah. So that would be That's nice. Huge. Yeah, yeah, that would be really, really nice. That's huge. I, I think I had it in the notes, but never meant or never got around to saying it. It really seems like I'm being proven wrong about Cueven Kelleher here. I really kind of upped him as a, a legit first-team keeper for Premier League team. I mean, we talked about that during that game where he made the two mistakes for yeah, the goals. We were yeah. talking about it early in the game because yeah. he had moments early in the game where he made some good saves. Yeah, he's capable, of course, but uh, he had some really shaky moments there too. He certainly did. Um, certainly did. He did, uh, you know, he came back and looked fine against Luton again. So if he rebounds, maybe he can uh, – salvage that reputation but boy that was a high profile uh kind of i don't know as james texted me during the game he just took millions off his price tag that's <laughs> true yeah that is true he had a rough one all right uh what's next um so let's go up next man united bournemouth okay 
That's interesting. I think that's an interesting one. Yeah, Bournemouth um, finding some form. I, I looked over it for a second. Yeah, but I thought Bournemouth's looked really good the last few weekends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, United is a who knows what you're going to get kind of right now. So this could be real interesting. I think it is at Old Trafford. So United's at home, which okay. is that a good thing for them right now? I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think the fans and the atmosphere there is going to be too, too exciting. Um, but you know, we'll see. We'll see if Bournemouth can keep the form going. And I hate their kids this season so much. It makes Bournemouth? me less likely to root for them. Yeah, which ones? The uh, their home kit, the red and they're red and black. Oh, they're like red and black striped, but kit. The, they're like kind of fizzy, like radio wave stripes oh, or something. Oh yeah, I forgot they had like a, they do like a weird. Ugh, design this I just year. don't like them for some reason. I find them very off putting. Yeah. Anyway, and that's enough to not root for a team, right? Gotta look good. I like Bournemouth, and yeah, I, and yeah, I obviously don't like Manchester United, but you know, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, you know. sometimes the kid just rubs you the wrong way. <laughs> Not saying I'm rooting for United in this game, but but it makes saying, it harder to write for Bournemouth. Like, yeah, for Bournemouth, that that, that nostalgia <laughs> love for Bournemouth is a like, yeah, but that's your kid. Wait, is it them? Well, that, am I thinking of the Milan kit that I hate? Or they both have bad kits this year, actually. Honestly, I, think. I, I don't know. I can't picture the Bournemouth kit in my head. I do know Milan's is kind of bad this Milan's year. Milan's is an all-time terrible one for Which them. Which is shocking. Because they, they usually, usually have the best kits. Very yeah. classy kits. Yeah. But anyway, off topic. Sorry, Bournemouth, if we threw you under the bus there. Um. Okay. Do you have a prediction um, for that? At Old Trafford. I'm going to say 2-1 Bournemouth, and I'm going to say the pressure gets piled on Ten Hag. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. Dominic Solanke's been on good form. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a Liverpool lad. I would love to see it. Okay. I like that. Let's go. Okay. What's next? All right. Next for Saturday, the, the big the big one on Saturday, Aston Villa Arsenal. Oh, duh. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yep. This is, like I mentioned earlier, at Villa Park. I'm shitting myself. Really? I, I was going to say, really seriously, how do you feel about this? I'm shitting myself right now. Yeah. Uh, you, I know, mean, you know Unai well? Unai, yeah. And also, we have basically built our model of our team around Pep Guardiola's Man City style of play. Mm-hmm. And we just watched it get absolutely demolished by Aston Villa. Yeah. Um, Literally an unprecedented kind of um, demonstration of power against his team. I just really hope Mikel is watching. And he's like <laughs> in bed right now. He's I calling don't know audibles. what time it is over there, but he's reworking all of his plans yeah. right now. because Yeah, he's tearing it all down. It, he might have to for We've this We've got to take it back to formula. Uh, he might have to take – we might have to go revert back to early days when he came on and we weren't very good. Yeah. And we have to set up shop against a, a team and, and then hit him on the break. Yeah. Uh, that might have to be how it goes at Villa Park. Um, I mean, Arsenal—it's the Luton game. Just sh- it, it shook me a little bit, but it's like we really didn't. That game shouldn't have been as close as it was. We did control that game mostly. Raya's mistakes made it look a little closer. Than but that's it true. Have been. That's true and fair. So okay. we—it's ha- not like we've looked bad. We've actually looked better than ever lately. Um, but still, I'm terrified. You should be. I'm very terrified. And it's just like it'd be, you know, it'd be good for Unai to beat us. He would deserve to beat us, really, because his fans treated him so poorly. You know, if Liverpool beat Palace that morning, we're going to be top of the league when you kick off. Does that just add more pressure? Wait, are you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're only two points back. Shit. Yeah, with one goal better, goal <sighs> diff. That's not good. That's not good. Let's hope that early kickoff gets you. (laughs) And this brings me to another great question that I've been meaning to ask on the pod. Alex and I have never experienced a true Arsenal-Liverpool title race. It's true. We've always been able to be pretty diplomatic and friendly about each other's teams. Mm -hmm. How long do you think we can keep that up if if Liverpool and Arsenal pull away and this really looks like a two-horse race? Yeah, it's going to get tight. It's going to be a little testy in here, I think, at times. Do you think it gets testy on the 23rd that early, um, <laughs> depending on how results go up until then? I think so, a little bit. I think that game will be testy for sure between us. Yeah. yeah. I think there's it'll be – it just it's hard not to at this point when points mean so much. All I have to say is I can take – a, a real loss. I just yeah. hope the refereeing doesn't give one of us a, a cause option. to lose our fucking no, just a oh, reason yeah. to lose yeah. our fucking minds over it's the true. game. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, it's not fun when that happens. Yeah, when one of us is actually having a meltdown, but for a valid reason. For a valid reason, <laughs> yeah. I know. But um, it's going to be interesting to see, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. I kind of hope that we pull away. Me too. I hope this year is a year, like just an off year for City, and they you know, kind of hover around that third, fourth place spots, and we can just pull away a nice little gap yeah. and have a good two-horse race. Yeah, I like till that the end. too, because I know that you'll fall away in the end. No, no, no. We've done it. We already learned our lessons from last season. <laughs> We've got Declan Rice now. We we don't fall away I anymore. I told you, you get the Champions League this year because we're not in it. No. So you get that. That's how it goes. You win that first, then you come back and win the league. <laughs> That's how it goes, Alex. I mean, I'll take that if we win the league still. Yeah. And after that, I'll take a Champions League this year. We get Europa League double this year. We all know Madrid's winning the Champions League. What are we talking about? Shit. <laughs> you we better you better Bayern. win it now if they're planning on buying Mbappe and Holland this summer. That's true, actually. Once they do that, nobody it, else is winning the Champions League. Champions League's off menu for 10 more years. Yeah, yeah, until <laughs> one of those players retires. Right. Oof. So that's the headline for Saturday. What's on Sunday? Uh, so Sunday, City's going to have to try and bounce back against Luton Town. At Luton or at home? At Luton. Oh, I like it this. It doesn't get much easier for City. I like this. Boy, tough run for Luton. They just had Liverpool, Arsenal, City in a row. I remember seeing that early on when they were struggling <laughs> to pick up points and looking further ahead in their calendar. Yeah. I'm like, if they don't pick up points soon, they're not going to get any points. Yeah, that's tough. That's a tough run for them. But uh, I got to say they're doing themselves proud, even though it's not really working out. They've got one point out of the run so far. Yeah. But, yeah. um, you know. You know, they're a point behind Everton right now for safety. Mm-hmm. Um, they put on, you know, like I said, the Arsenal game, Arsenal, it was closer due to some errors than maybe it should have been, but Luton still put up a hell of a fight. Yeah. And in that atmosphere and that like little stadium, like it's, it's not going to be easy for city, no. especially oh, with no. like low on confidence and, and frustrated already. Right. Um, yeah, it'll be, that's a good one though. That'll be fun. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what do we have next? Mm. Uh, we have two more pretty interesting ones on on Sunday. What Everton else? versus Chelsea. Oh yeah, that's good. That'll be a good one. Um, and then we have Tottenham and Newcastle. Those are the the last two games. Wow, those are both great games too. Yeah, yeah, good weekend of games. It's funny because I first looked at it and there's a lot of games that are kind of eh in it, mm-hmm. but then I was once you start to see the headline ones pop out, it's like this is actually a really good weekend of football. Yeah. Everton starting to gain a little bit of momentum. Mm-hmm. Chelsea still completely erratic. Still just a roller coaster ride over there. No one knows what's going there. on with them. Um, Tottenham and Newcastle sells itself. Yeah. That's going to be a really high-octane game. Yeah, those two teams play balls to the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and neither has been super like tight at the back or... You know, it could be a high-scoring affair. Yeah, no, I meant to talk a little bit about Tottenham, too, and uh, Postacoglu because, you know, we asked the question, you know, what, a month back now when they played a really, really high line with down to nine men. Yeah. And everyone was praising him for his nobility, and he said, you know, <laughs> that's just who we are. That's what we're going to do. We asked the question, it, like, are they kind of exposing themselves? They're like a chink in the armor. And a little bit. It, it's like is that, for people the game Is plan. that a little bit naive? And they've dropped a lot of points since then. It's true. Points from winning positions. They're going out, like he says, like they play to blitz and press and yeah. attack. But and does then, he have a game a, a plan B to like set up shop or to tighten the th- game up? They've been really unable to manage games when they tire out a little bit. He doesn't have the squad to make the changes right now with it's the true. injuries they have. Which is not his fault. And, um, yeah, they just haven't been able to hold up the intensity, man. They are there to get got in the last 15, 20. They really are. Yeah. So play, definitely tired play. Oh, God. They're for, I just like looked at their form table. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> I mean, it's loss, draw, loss, loss, loss. Um, it's pretty bad for their last five. Yeah, the, yeah, they were like clear at the top. They were clear at the top. Not and too long ago. Now they're nine points back from Arsenal. Yeah, tough, dramatic swing. I think everybody saw it coming, honestly, when their injury crisis came. As soon as it started, And then again, yeah. when Postacoglu was being like, no, we're not going to compromise, it's like, this is a little bit of a predictable slide for them. It's a lesson He it's a lesson for the league he's learning right now, a hard lesson he's learning. Yeah. Um, 
It's a little more cutthroat. You, you do have to manage games. Mm-hmm. You have to sometimes play boring and just like hold on to the ball yeah. and sit behind the ball and do the right things. Uh, yeah, he's learning the hard lesson. It'll be interesting to see if his tune does change yeah. at some point this season. Right. Um, still got nothing but love for the guy. You know, he's still a very entertaining guy to listen to. Yeah. Um, he's very charismatic. I like the way his team plays when he's fit and has a full squad. But yeah, undoubtedly, you know, but um, that's what football do to you. <laughs> that is what football do to you. <laughs> just the I felt so bad for him today. The juxtaposition between David Moya is just do we even call that game? I don't think we brought it out. We didn't even mention Oof, it. Sorry, Tottenham. Th- that's bad. Um, let's talk. It is uh, Tottenham 1, West Ham 2. This game just wrapped up right before recording. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, we didn't slide yeah, it into the— We forgot the, about the game we you, just watched. We didn't put it in the agenda, <laughs> so we forgot it. Yeah, that's, that's funny. All right. that's all but right. um, anyway, yeah, Tottenham went up and then lost the game, as we've been implying. And the juxtaposition between Moyes celebrating at the end, chanting and dancing with the fans, and then they just cut to Postacoglu looking like a frame from a Sin City comic, just like in the <laughs> ring with his head down, sad. He's so sad about life. Yeah, uh, it was tough to see, dude, because that guy's so awesome. But he's got to, you know, he's got some thinking to do. Yeah, he's got definitely got some thinking to do. I mean, this is not really the stretch to be doing that thinking, but, <laughs> you know. That's the other thing managers need to come terms with. And I remember Jurgen complaining about this, too, being like, holy shit, this holiday fixture. You dude. play every three days. It's insane. Because other, other leagues take a break. Yeah. You know? And the Premier League just turns it up to 11. Yep. Just yep. crams all the games possible. Yeah, into... right before the Champions League knockouts kick off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's really not a smart idea for the league as far as like <laughs> representing themselves in Europe. No. Oh, no. But It's infuriated you know, a lot of great coaches in this English league. English are going to English, you know? Yep. <laughs> they're going to do what they're going to do. It's true, dude. They invented it. They get to <laughs> do everything. They know everything. It's true. Anyway. Now we've resorted to just rambling about Brits. Yep, I think it's time I think to call that's the time pod. to wrap the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's <though. laughs> yes. good. Yeah, I honestly, two episodes in a week. I think we slayed. I think we did. Yeah, you I know, mean, it's it's fun. It's also like help to have some massive results. It's true that makes things more fun to talk about. You know, but uh, what else were we gonna say? I was gonna say I like to have some momentum. We got a little momentum for ourselves, right? Let's roll. All right, y'all. That's it for this week. We'll see you on Monday. Later, y'all. Peace. Soccer situation.